This Tennessee Titans betting preview edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is giving away $14 million this NFL season. Sign up in Vegas and play from anywhere. Get all the info over at circusports.com. We're also brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Hey, this is Pac-Man Jones. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. The Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Someone brought the tighten up energy to the show today. <laughs> Let's go. Tighten <laughs> up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Be great if we do all this well, and then uh, I'm on the under. <laughs> well, I was going to say, will we be down on them this year and motivate them to have a great season, or will we be high on them? And mush them into oblivion. Ryan, um, I'm gonna say neither. We're gonna be high on them and we're gonna ride a ton of cash. You know, it is weird because we do have through the years, again, yes. we are entering our 13th NFL season, uh, picking every game against the spread. You're welcome, America. And what better way to support the uh, gorillas in the gambling space? SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Sign up today. Toss us a couple bucks. Bonus episodes, the pick sheets, the behind the scenes episodes, the uh, Patreon only Discord. Uh, we got our first contest coming up uh, this weekend. That's going to be a lot of fun. Cash, prizes, memorabilia. Just giving away a, a ton of stuff there to the hardcore DJs and exclusive merch. So much stuff going on, Ryan. But it, over the years, we've had teams where it, old school listeners will remember you loving the Texans, you loving the oh, Rams. Yeah, why not? I feel like we we all, both love the Steelers a bunch of years with good reason. Tomlin's been good to us. We've had love affairs with the Texans. You're 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 on the fence with them again this I, year. I sorry, I zoned out for a second, just thinking like a, like a greatest hits album yes. cover. With all the all the great teams that uh, that uh, and it's just, all our past love, it, it's just twenty twenty two Texans, twenty twenty one Texans, twenty twenty Texans. It's like the two thousand eight. Then you had like a, a five, a, probably like a seven year gap, and then you went back again on the Texans. It's uh, it's just funny because we have these these teams we're high on, these teams we fall in love with, the teams we hate. And the Titans, Ryan, we we went toe to toe with those Titans teams uh, a number of times, and I think it was. It was that year they went on that run. Like we were fading them, and then I think when the playoffs started, I I at one point flipped the switch and I was like, you know what, this Titans team just might be good. Started riding them. I think I had a money line when they took down the Ravens. Again, it's all blurring together. But so the Titans have been a team that we've been cold on prior to. I know because we became familiar with the phrase "tighten up" because the Titan fans kept shoving it up our ass uh, when they were doing good. And now this year, I'm definitely especially coming off a seven and 10 season, especially when you look at all those luck regression stuff, especially what they've done in the off season, I'm much higher on this Titans team. And I think maybe learn the hard way a little bit, maybe a little late to the party on Mike Vrabel being a good coach, being a leader of men willing to cut his dick off for the super bowl. That's the kind of energy we love here. 
Yeah, I'm on, on, in honor of of Coach Frabel. I'm actually shout out to the Broadstop wearing a Broadstop shirt. Ask me about my wiener. We maybe the Broadstop should send some down to Mike Frabel. I'm sure he would get a kick out of that. Yeah, I think you know you, you maximize talent. You nailed it. Uh, four out of five years they've gone over. They win seven games or more every year. Yeah, I mean last they, year they, was his only his first sub 500 uh, season, and it was. Uh, again, a lot of metrics had them as the unluckiest well, team. Yeah, based on blended first fourth Ooh. quarter win probabilities, Ooh. the the Titans should have won nine point four games. I mean, Malik Willis, uh, Mike Vrabel almost beat the Chiefs in Kansas City with Malik Willis. If that doesn't show you this guy's a talent maximizer, I, I don't know what is. And and to me, Vrabel, the, he really is kind of like Belichick in a lot of ways. They've done some confusing stuff with the roster. They've had some bad GM. I mean, I guess in Belichick's case, he was actually the GM there um, to put what, themselves kind of behind the eight ball, but it does seem like they get the most out of what they but have. But look what happened to the GM. Yeah. What happened? AJ Brown came to town and had a GM firing day. Yeah, he had a GM exactly. firing performance. It really, it really what does was that tell pretty you? awesome. That tells me that the GM went rogue. Yeah. Tried to get cute and rebuild in place by trading away their best offensive yeah. weapon. And Vrabel won that war. So what are we back to? Competing every year and looking at the roster and saying, what were we bad at? How do we fix that? Our offensive line was trash. Well, let's upgrade the shit out of it. Brought yeah. in the, I mean, you know, not to jump ahead. And 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 simply, you know, we we weren't an explosive team, so they they made they made some changes there, and I think you have to buy in a little bit to coaching. But there's not many staffs in the league where I'm more willing to buy into coaching matters than Vrabel because he do, does it every year. He again, he he was willing to put his dick literally on the <laughs> table. And, and again, like it, it really is a tale of two seasons. They started out seven and three, and then lost seven in a well, row. Like that, I, I think when when they started seven and three, they were a popular like, oh, they're they're paper tigers. They're <laughs> yeah, they were due for a little regression, but then it was like, you know, you look at the season long, it almost became too much. So twenty twenty two, they went seven and ten. ATS record nine seven and one. Uh, their win total uh, was nine. They hit the under. Kramer had. Um, was much uh, more accurate in 2022. He had him six and 11. I had 10 and seven. I, I thought they were closer to that seven and three team um, than they actually ended up being. Their DVOA rank was 23. Offensive uh, DVOA 21. Defensive DVOA 19. Estimated win 7.2. Pythag win 6.6. Schedule rank uh, 20th. So they, it was weird. Their defense really suffered. Their defense, I still think, is a pretty good defense. Um, they had a they had the number one rush defensive EPA. It's just they had some injuries on the back end and just could not really pass adjust. Rush, how, Landry being out, uh, you know, top level pass rush talent. He was a guy we liked out of Boston College in the draft process a couple of years ago. And, and he'll Tana, be back. He got hurt early in the season, September. So it sounds like while he didn't, uh, he wasn't practicing in OTAs. It does sound like he will be uh, uh, ready to go to start the season. Yeah, and Tannehill, he was 16th in quarterback EPA, which is, I think, pretty good um, when you consider like the lack of weapons they had on that offense. I mean, they they drafted Traylon Burks, who maybe has some potential, but he was still a rookie. He had some asthma issues, didn't get a full preseason. Like easy to make a ton of excuses. Robert Woods was still coming off that uh, Achilles or ACL. ACL yeah. He 
never was, he was kind of a non-factor might be okay this year, but he was still coming off that injury. They came nowhere near close to filling that gap with AJ Brown. And there was talk, oh, maybe they're going to blow it up. Maybe they, they got Will Levis. Maybe it's going to be a tank season, but then signing Deandre Hopkins to me, it's obviously clear they're all in and you know, Deandre Hopkins, very different body type than AJ Brown, but similar in the level of bringing down contested catches, which that's what you, that's the type of receiver you need when you have Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. And I think, you know, in some ways you can talk yourself into Ryan Tannehill, still a pretty good quarterback because look what happened when Malik Willis came in <laughs> and they drafted will Levis by all accounts, Sean, um, Actually, yeah. Let's just we should just get to the the, the changes because yeah. Pull up the, uh, the 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 I mean. So did did again did a lot of kind of engagement with the Titans community to understand what where everything's at. And I, I think I told you before the show my first takeaway was like wow between the moves they made and what people are saying this team believes they're competing to win a championship. Check two. Everyone, and maybe this is them beating the franchise drum, but everyone is saying, look, um, the, the comments from Mike Vrabel were taken out of context last year. Him si signing Josh Dobbs was more about, he really didn't envision a world where Malik Willis played in that first year raw prospect. And so uh, now they're saying he looks great. Now he looks, Malik looks, like, Willis looks like I took a big step said, forward. They, they said he might be the second quarterback. Oh, and, and, and the big, the big talk really is how far away. So Tannehill is the locked in starter. Anyone yes. who thinks that's not the case uh, also sounds like the, the local guys are mostly refuting the fact that Tannehill was shopped at all. Mm. Uh, sounds like the Atlanta stuff was just people connecting dots because of the relationships there. And it sounds like Tannehill's very clearly Mike Vrabel's guy. And now they have two developmental guys behind it. Cause it sounds like both Will Levis and Willis, who is the number two right now are far, far behind Tannehill. And so, yeah, sorry, back to the players being brought in, like bringing in Willis tells me that they still do believe in Tannehill because mm -hmm. Will Levis, much like Anthony Richardson, not going to be someone who produces early in his <laughs> well, NFL they didn't, career. They didn't use a first round pick on him. I think the 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 guy they did use a that first a round rumble. pick on was uh, Skaronski. So oh. they their offensive line was really bad last year. They drafted Skaronski in the first round. They signed Andre Dillard. Um, they're doing a lot of moves, and Andre Dillard, you know, he was. I wouldn't call him a bust. Um, he was drafted in the first round. You know, Jordan Mailata came out of nowhere and is a better left tackle. But I don't think Andre. I think Andre Dillard is a like a replacement. I think he's a decent left tackle. I don't think he's going to be all pro. I don't think he's top ten. But I, I don't think he's that far off. Um, you know, some ETR still had their their O line dead last thirty two. I don't agree with that evaluation because Dillard, who hasn't played a ton, but when he's filled in at left tackle for Mylotta, I thought he looked pretty good. Like I don't remember it costing them. Um, he hasn't played a ton, but he's only allowed one sack in his last two hundred sixty one pass block snaps since twenty twenty one. So. I think Dillard Skaronsky, I think you're giving him a, a decent left side of the line. It does seem like Skaronsky probably will play left guard. Yes. They are going to miss uh second year right tackle um Nicholas Petit Free. He's suspended for six games uh gambling. Oui, so he oui. is he is not eligible for MLD, no. Ryan, because uh of course most likely DJ where we select the person we think will get suspended 
um, for gambling. The the what do we call that? The A R D already <laughs> already Dgen. I like that. <laughs> Uh, Bud Dupree, they did lose him, but they brought in Arden Key. Uh, so I think that maybe, if not a good replacement, maybe even a little bit better. I think one of the big pickups for them, especially considering their issues with the secondary, cornerback uh, from the Bucks, Sean Murphy Bunting, coming off his best season, 74.5 PFF coverage grade. So I think that to me was one that really um, Arden Key stood probably out. worth. Yeah, no, I just said Arden yeah. Key. Coming in for Bud Dupree, I think that's a good move for them. But I still think it matters more that Harold Landry is healthy for their pass rush. And yeah, that's think, also true. Yeah, I think they glued up the secondary. I mean, if the secondary can be play better in the pa- obviously if the pass rush is there, they'll be better. This is a top rushing defense, as we mentioned yep. earlier. And yeah, I, I I think just in general, when you swap out three fifths of an offensive, or I guess four fifths of an offensive line year over year, you it's hard to. It's hard to say, hey, they're they're definitely gonna be just as bad as last year. That being said, the continuity piece, it is a little scary early in the season. But you, what I did hear again from from a lot of the beat, it sounds like they are changing the way they're blocking. Like they're not okay. they're not just a pure power scheme. I'm not gonna try to pretend like I know offensive line shit, but it sounds like they're they're moving to a way where scheme might matter a little bit more than just pure talent, which I seems like that could help with, with a ragtag bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, kind of one more nugget here. Any of the losses worry you other than Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree, but again, they brought in Arden key. I'm trying to think. I mean, Austin Hooper. You you have Chico Conquo, who again I'm a big advocate for. Athletic yeah, tight end are. can do a you bunch are. of stuff. I'd uh, say most of these guys don't matter. Maybe the linebackers. Yeah. Maybe for depth. But Andrew again, Adams. I'm I'm confident in Vrabel's ability to coach up, especially a front seven. The O line was all trash, and they swapped yeah. their play caller. They brought in. Um, they they promoted um, Tim Kelly. Uh, to take over play calling duty. So they, they again, Vrabel identified a problem and said, get the fuck out of here, dude. And new, new play. Oh. So I, yeah, I mean, well, that's, it, that's the general, basis for me I, being optimist in general, the Titans coming in kind of as an underdog. If you look at their odds to win the division, their win total is only seven and a half make playoffs is plus two twenty five. miss playoffs is the favorite division plus three fifty. conference 55 to one super bowl 80 to one. They're kind of coming in as a dog. And that's when that's where this team succeeds last 24 times. They were a dog uh, ATS. They were 12 and 12 straight yeah. up. So you know, even looking at like huh. week one against the against the uh, Saints, they're a dog. Like they're a team that shows up as a dog. They show up as a dog again. Mike Rabel, talent maximizer, four out of five. Like last year was the only I believe I'm guess last year was the only year they went under in the past. And probably yeah. I I wouldn't so again seven wins being their floor kind of sets us up for an interesting conversation with the win total being seven and a half. Yes. And we were late to the party with the division, uh, as I think I've touted on previous shows. Had a late night uh, workshopping session with Hoops Peterson over on Veasan, and we came to Titans plus four twenty. Yes, it, it spoke to me. Woo! It's smoking my weed. Uh, and Ryan, just one more uh, fun little nugget here, as far as the uh, stats, luck stuff. Since two thousand. Teams like the Titans, who underachieved in the 80th plus percentile, improved their wins the next season by an average 
of 1.7 games last year for the six teams fit this bucket and three went over their win total by at least two games. We're talking about the Seattle Seahawks, Minnesota Vikings, Buffalo Bills. So Seattle and Vikings, especially in my mind, kind of fit that mold of like, hey, they underachieved before. They have a veteran quarterback, veteran head coach, a head coach we like. Minnesota, slightly different situation, but still, you can see how. I mean, again, Tannehill's Tannehill's been here, and one other nugget we I feel like we've been talking. Um, Did we even say Derrick Henry's name? No, we haven't. And again, he defies all the age models, uh, just blows through them. He yeah. is pushing up against them a model. Yes, a bunch of models. But if there's anyone to break the model, it is. Uh, I mean, come on, Derrick Henry doesn't care about you. They are, and, and and another thing that the um, people close to the team are signaling is that they are the the scheme does seem like it's going to include a lot more spears to keep mm. Derek Derek Henry maybe a little bit more fresh. I feel like we've heard that before, and then bang, Derek Henry comes out and shows us he's got that big <laughs> dick. Yeah, he doesn't care. He runs over people. He is he's Marshawn Lynch. If Marshawn Lynch created himself in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the that's the best way to describe Derrick Henry, and I think early in the season, like if what I'm reading about them changing the way they're blocking like works, it does sound like it's going to help with the running game most. And you know what, this team could be a power, a very very big time power team. I mean, Traylon Burks is a big guy. D Hop's a good blocker. Yeah, they that, could be a physical team. I mean, they could be a very very physical team that can also you know Tannehill can still. Probably get loose a little bit. I'm worried a little bit about that CTE creeping in if he does too many read options <laughs> through the middle. But well, and and Ryan, I'm glad you mentioned Tannehill because I know I've been. Uh, he's to, he to me oh is God. in best ball. He is a he's uh, like a great second quarterback. Free. He's free again. You you can easily stack him with D Hop and uh, Chig and. I think everyone forgets. Like last year, he only had two rushing touchdowns. He runs kind of a, but he only started twelve games. The previous two seasons, where he played the entire season, seven rushing touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns. So he is a guy that um, he's 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 never talked about in the rushing quarterback uh, discussion. But I think seven rushing touchdowns. He literally played receiver in college. Yeah, he's like he's he's underrated. <laughs> well, he's, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's kind of a he's kind of a dorky white guy, so I don't think people take him serious. He's up there with he's, Dan Jones. He's kind of a dumbass too. Like, yeah, he is kind of a like maybe a dork isn't a total bro. <laughs> uh, Nerdy one, bro. One nugget uh, before we get to the uh, schedule. Schedule, I think, pretty pretty favorable. We'll walk through it. Eleven days net rest difference. Fourth best in the league. Ninth easiest schedule according to win totals. Um, DeAndre Hopkins did say he tweeted out. <laughs> It was in response to something a troll said. The tweets since been deleted, oh, of course. So I can't figure out what the troll said. But DeAndre Hopkins did say, "Just buy my jersey for your wife." At yeah. this point, I'm sure she's tired of hearing my name in your sleep. Cold-blooded DeAndre Hopkins. That's a chip on the shoulder team I want to get behind. Also, I mean, obviously he had, uh, you know, he had some years with Deshaun Watson, but D Hop's played for a lot of shitty teams. He's gonna be loving. Playing for this kind of dog-filled team. Yes, and if you listen to what Traylon Burks is saying, he's like, "Yeah, D Hop's really like uh, things are making sense now that D Hop's here." <laughs> and so, when if Traylon Burks becomes a number two with Chig on the field, Derek, I mean, think of all the alphas we're gonna see. Mm, dog uh, Central. Dog. I, I mean, they were the slowest team in the league last year. Hey. Worth noting. <laughs> 
You know where you're going to find some dogs at the ultimate contest sign up weekend at Circus Sports in Las Vegas, August 24th through the 26th. Come out there, sign up for the Circuit Millions, sign up for the Circuit Survivor, hang out with us, crack a couple cold ones, check out Stadium Swim, you know, parlay some preseason football, get ready for the National Football League. And I'll be honest, the biggest reason why Kramer and I, and I'll, I'll do my own team as well for the Circuit Millions. Imagine you have that run. Imagine you have that perfect NFL season. You're leaving millions of dollars on the table, $14 million guaranteed. I'd be tossing and turning. I couldn't look myself in the mirror and say, Sean, you're a sports gambler. If I wasn't a part of the circuit millions or circuit survivor. And if you're thinking like, oh, Hey, you know, I don't know if I want to do it, blah, blah, blah. Perfect excuse. You and a couple buddies go out there sign up in Vegas, play from anywhere, split the team together. It's a great way to unite your uh, gambling group chat. Again, get all the details, come out, hang with us. Circusports.com for all the details, Brian, uh, before we even get into it, one more big picture schedule thing, Okay. which I think worth noting is the Titans uh, go up against a number of rookie head coaches, rookie quarterbacks, and bottom tier quarterbacks. So, I think that is where a guy like Mike Vrabel thrives. In the same way that Belichick dominates rookie quarterbacks, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw similar solid good performances with this Tennessee Titans defense against inexperienced or bottom tier quarterbacks. No, I say same. I mean, and and head coaching, like I, I think he can out coach a lot of the coaches we're going to see on the schedule breakdown. Yeah, you you nailed one element, and this is probably the first team where I feel pretty strongly to say like they also have a ton of uh, schedule rest and just travel advantages. Sean, they don't go into the mountain or western time zone. Oh my god! Furthest I ro- didn't even have furthest that. west is Houston. So I, I think t- you know Tennessee is not. They're not going to be a team that is going to be looking at too many kind of scheduled quote unquote losses, which for a team in the middle that matters. And then you, you, you sprinkle in the fact that uh, it's going to be Vrabel with a, an experience edge, it, it just an, a, a veteran laden team with an experience edge and a defense that is always going to make it difficult to run against them against a rookie quarterback who then guess where the game goes onto their shoulders. So, I mean, again, I don't know why it is. Uh, maybe it was that one year we got yelled at by all the fans about how <laughs> it was bullshit, and we 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 did talk them into an AFC championship. So you're welcome. Didn't right. win the AFC championship, but they got there. I I also like talk about a team that doesn't fit the identity of their future stadium. Mm. They're going to be a dome team. I assume the roof can open. Is it a dome? I'm, I believe so. Maybe, maybe uh, while while we're talking, Josh can find a picture of it. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a dome, unless Colby's mm. just gotten into my head. <laughs> Hopefully, I do re- black. I do, <laughs> I do kind of tune out all Colby's. But, but they're like takes. a pow- they're like a power running team. They're, yeah, they need to be on long grass. We the the grass in Carolina and Tennessee are just longer. I don't know why. All right, so you want to work our way through the schedule? I I don't. I think you you uh you you hit most of my nuggets. I have a couple more, but I'll I'll sprinkle them in through the schedule. Oh All yeah, right. this does look like a dome. Oh Breaking news. That when Colby does his Best Buy <laughs> bit or like mall bit, this actually does look like a mall. Maybe it is a mall. You think it's a mall around a football stadium? How annoying would that be that you got like a fucking Skechers and a Hot Topic? 
as you're trying to go get some fucking beer. That that does look pretty nice. They're invested for the future. All right. I mean, honestly, with the value of these teams, you kind of do have to upgrade your stadium. And why not have the city pay for it? At New Orleans to open the season. Chargers Dog. at home at Browns. Bengals at home. Per per SGPN doc, it does seem like Joe Burrow will be fine. Although but, but another reason for the Bengals to start slow. I know it was funny. My my big picture stuff that we were doing early on in the season was well, the Bengals they're going <laughs> to get off to a good start this year because he's not coming off. You of had a, a list at one point of all the things that oh, happened. Well, like well, it was, it was and, like an ACL. It was an appendix. Being a rookie, like there was plenty of stuff that would make sense. Why Joe Burrow? You see their late season form; they're always good. Um, but now this calf strain is just going to add to a potentially slow start. I mean, I don't want to tease the week one picks, but no way am I laying three and a half for the Saints uh, week one. Chargers on the East Coast, uh, Browns. I think they're a live dog in, and Bengals. I think they're a live dog in. I don't think they beat both those teams, but I'm going to say they go three and one. Uh, it's also Chargers early kick uh, in Tennessee, which we all oh. know the vortex that gets created Beautiful. in the early kick in Tennessee when they're playing a West Coast team. You went two and two, three and one. Third dogs all four games, and you're going three and one. Yeah, because that's what Vrabel does. Cover he wins spreads. as a dog. I, I put it this way: I don't think they'll actually be dogs for all four of those games. I think the line will have adjusted by then. I. Here's my handicap. I think if you can pass the ball, you're going to be able like you're a little bit more of a threat for me. I think the Chargers, I think the home games are are while I don't think they lose both, I think those are the tougher matchups for them. I think when they play the Browns, elite passing offenses. I I agree. I hate to over handicap this, but I guess but I'll just go down the middle and say 2 and 2. I agree, but I think if there is someone like the Chargers that Vrabel can out scheme, I think it is it is them. Uh, Bengals, I think, obviously, is the toughest game. I think their defense um, could give the Titans some trouble. The Bengals, in general, defensive scheme is is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if they won their road games and lost their home games here, I wouldn't be surprised. Lube Gaming saying it seems like a Titans fan. He's going to be at the Bengals game on his birthday, oh. October first. LFG. Hell yeah! We didn't dude. factor that into the handicap. That could swing it. For the Titans, um, I, I, I would just, be, uh, I wouldn't be surprised they beat the Bengals. I mean, four and zero. It for me, it's a guy who's drinking that tall glass of this blue Titan Kool Aid. Certainly could happen, but I'll I'll be conservative here and go three and one. <laughs> two and two. Uh, the haters would say, "Boy, these are some tough pass rushes for an offensive line that may struggle." At Colts, Ravens, London game here. So that what is it? They lose a home game or no? Is this yeah? This is a this is a Titans home game, I believe. Then they have the bye week. Falcons at home. Ooh, little Arthur Smith revenge spot against the the old Vrabel. Then they have at Steelers on Thursday night football, a game that we will almost certainly give to the Steelers here. Yeah, I mean road Thursday night games brutal, and it's it's starting off a three game stretch. I, I would say though, if you if you're gonna play the Ravens, I think maybe you do want to play them in London. I don't know if they win that game outright. I think five and a half. Why why do you want to play them in London? Why I, instead of at home? Um, uh, on the well, long. Well, I guess grass. you're right. At at home, home is certainly better than in London. I guess I was thinking of instead of playing in Baltimore. So no, to your no. point, you do lose that home game. 
I'll I'll go two and two. Six a.m. game too, so we're gonna we're gonna be eyes on this. Oh, yeah. eyes on this product. Two and two. Uh, I mean, you you know how I feel about the Colts. I do think the Falcons game is gonna be interesting. I the, the way I handicap this, if you need to run the ball, I think you're gonna have a tough tough time playing here. So I'll say they beat the Falcons. They beat the Colts. And I'm kind of with you. I think the Ravens game is going to be a little bit more interesting. That that's a circle. That one Vrabel will certainly want to make sure they're ready for. Uh, you know what? Three and one. Three I'll, and one. I'll be aggressive here and go. Okay, three so and who's one. the loss then? I Steelers. Yeah, the road Thursday nights are impossible. You know what, Ryan? You're talking me into it. Three and one. Tighten up. Let's yeah, go. All right, nice. This is this is I'm, the time. For I'm worried we're ju- we're jinxing this. I'm worried yeah. we're we're pulling the carpet. No, because out no one Titans. no one else is on the Titans. Really? Yeah, I had a moment. Am I in my own vortex again? Yeah, right. I don't know what you're. You're. I need to recalibrate your algorithm because I feel like um, when when the Titans got Hopkins, I was like, oh no, here it comes. Everyone's gonna be on the Titans bandwagon. I looked to my left. I looked to my right. There was no one with me on the bandwagon for the Titans. Oh, Sean, I have a number. I I went back. I've been looking at my underdog exposure, and I do have. A decent amount of teams where guess what? I guessed D Hop was gonna be on the Titans. Oh, nice. So I have a number of Tannehill stacks from early. I mean, he's still basically free. I, <laughs> Again, I'm with his, you. I think that his ADP was not impacted by the fact they brought in DeAndre Hopkins, who's like the, the only reason Kyler Murray's ever looked decent is because of DeAndre Hopkins. Like he you you said there are elite possession receivers. Like a AJ Brown, like a DeAndre Hopkins, that can really take your quarterback and pull him up, and uh, you know, specifically a guy like Tannehill. <laughs> specifically yes, exactly. a guy like Tannehill. All right, so what? Where am I at right now? I just need to get mind. Mindset. Start at Bucks. No, no, I, I'm asking where. Oh, what, six I, and uh, you're five and three. I'm six and two. Five and three. <laughs> All right, so this again, there, there's a three game road stretch in here, yeah. right in the middle. And we should mention that it, it goes looking back to week five, you have at Colts, then a, a road trip to London. You do take the bye week after the London game, which yep. I, I don't, where are you on that? Are you requesting the buy after the London uh, game? Or 100%. No? Yeah. I, there's still no data, not enough data, but I, I think I, I don't think I take the buy there. Then they come back, play a home game. And then Thursday night, we into, already did that. I know. I'm just saying oh, into okay. three straight road <laughs> yeah. games. That that that's tricky. It's not the toughest at Bucks. They're still favored at Jags. At Jags, you have to grade a loss. Even though I'm down on the Jags, you just you never win that third straight road game. You just don't. The Bucks, I think, because they have the long rest, I think they can do it. Mini buy, and then then Panthers and Colts, two rookie quarterback. I mean, you're you're gonna have Baker, Trevor Lawrence, two rookies. Yeah, I mean, I, I three and one. <laughs> oh. I'll go two and two because I'm already at six and two. What do you mean? Why are you laughing? Col- you're laughing at them no, being I- the Colts and Panthers at home. <laughs> Where I- are you? What two are the losses? No, I'm just I'm I'm trying to have some restraint. I'm trying to not just Wait, like go rock we, hard. Let, let's go back. Did we have them? Did we have the Bucks? Let's see. Did the Bucks beat the Titans when we were doing that one? Well, so we never actually say. Because no, I know. I'm just looking. We give at ourselves how. quadrants. I'm, I'm so looking at flexibility. The, I'm looking at the. Qu- oh, I, I did say the quadrants were. Uh, I did. I did think that was going to be a good quadrant for the Bucks. So mm, maybe I'm being a little tricky here, but yeah, I, I'm. I love this record. So, so all right. So you're eight and four. I'm going to go <laughs> two and two here. I'm also eight and four. Nice. All right, last five at Dolphins on Monday Night Football. So that's 
that's a tricky spot going down south. Then the short week against the Texans at home, little revenge spot for Vrabel. I think he'll be ready. I think he's got some hatred towards the Texans, like Belichick has towards the Browns. Then you have the Seahawks at home. That's an interesting Great spot, spot there. Non-conference road spot for Seahawks. And then back to the Texans two times in three weeks. Well, and, and again, <laughs> why you like Ryan Tannehill is like look, the end of these best ball seasons. Oh Obviously, my. if you're oh in my. the playoffs, I mean, 15, 16, 17, <laughs> you have Seattle non-conference road team at home, but then you have two uh, division games are interesting for fantasy, but I, I think they can move the ball against the Texans. L- listen to the games that Seattle plays before this Tennessee game. They have a divisional at Rams, then Niners at Dallas, at Niners Eagles, then at Tennessee, and then Pittsburgh. So that that's going to be a, a tremendously tough spot. For I mean, I I think the fact that their schedule is easy, and that uh, it's macro easy. I think with who they got, and then if you ignore those like one that three road games in a row. There's all these like small healthy spots for them where the other team, I mean Seattle is going to be beat the fuck up. They after San Francisco, Dallas, San Francisco and Philly in 4 weeks. Yeah, I, I all right, let's uh let's finish out the schedule. So I don't know. I think you just didn't say the last game, Jags. Yeah, Jags. Well, you cut me off because you wanted to get on the Tannehill fantasy. On the Tannehill best ball. I want to make sure these. And I'm impressed you've gotten this whole episode without leaking one of your for sure picks. uh, More Ryan Tannehill up. I mean, how many? So, do we have any? uh, Are are they beating the Jags at all this year? Because you had them lose one game. So you're. Yeah, I think they split. I think they can beat the Jags at home. I think they can. I mean, you know what? Fuck it. Four and one. Let's go. Tighten up. Twelve and five. Twelve. All right. So is that? <laughs> Do we have to take a pause? I'm glad we have a second column, Ryan, in our picks here because I'm. I already filled up the first column. I I did that early on. I haven't <laughs> done that for a ton of teams. I'm glad someone's taking advantage of it. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know where. I think they split with Houston. I think they beat Seattle as I have. Yeah, I mean it's it, division games can be tough, even if you're not a great so team. So what do I need to what do I need to get to twelve and four? Uh, we were at the same thing, right? You're eight and four. So you would have to go four and one to get to twelve and all five. Right. Josh, let me see the schedule again. So I <laughs> it it's all right, so I'm gonna go I think I have to go three here. Three and two. Three and two. <laughs> okay. Three and two. Let's go. All right. I you, feel I I just did my I feel good. I'm gonna sit up straight in my chair, waggle. <laughs> it's like when Colby uh, Colby does this, he starts rubbing his hands. YouTube.com/slash Sports Gambling Podcast. So right, Ryan, so. you officially have the 2023 Tennessee Titans going 11 and six. I have them <laughs> going 12 and five. Yes, I I I didn't I I knew you were going to be high on them. This episode was always going to be funny. <laughs> I, I I was I came into my prep. Although I had enjoyed, I thought their prices were interesting. Yeah, I still didn't think I was going to be that optimistic. Well, Ryan, what are some stuff? Because you you mentioned you listened to some beat reporters, you did you dug deep, and you were swayed by some of the stuff. What was like? What I know we've given out a ton of nuggets, but is there one in oh, particular where you're like, yeah, wait, just, I'm in on them. Yeah, just kind of fell into the the last twelve months, the firing of the GM, and the narrative all fits of the team. all of the move since have been about what. Basically, the GM went to Vrabel and said, "What do you need that you didn't have last year? Like, what should we replace and upgrade?" And he said, "Well, receiver, check. 
offensive line check. Need a little bit of help in the de- defensive backfield check. Uh, need to replace this bat Bud Dupree guy check. Uh, do we have dogs in the locker room? Okay. Uh, can the receiver also be a dog? Check. Dog. I mean, yeah, and we we barely I felt like hit on Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Chiga Conquo, you're going into a back alley. This is what my uh <laughs> this is what my peewee football coach always told us. It was like fourth grade. He's like, if you're going in a back alley and you're looking to fuck shit up, oh you n- none of you None of you boys. You're a bunch of boys. You're not men. Never fought in a back alley. He kept mentioning uh, about fighting in back alleys, and these are guys you want to fight in a back alley. And I think they can impose that physicality, especially looking through the schedule, like four games against uh, rookie quarterbacks. Like, come on. The the lack of general uh, bad travel tri- situations. I mean, uh, the the worst things that happen to them are some trips to Florida, yeah, and some road trips tied together. D. Bettis in the chat, who was seemingly more pessimistic than us, oh. he still had them going um, nine and eight on the season. So even a guy who was seemingly a little more conservative, a little more down, at least compared well, to us, he still had them going nine and eight. All right, let's get started right there. Then let's talk about win totals. We 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 love the slide. Yes. And to me, the Titans are a team you, you bust the slider out on. Why? Well, a, they seem to off, like I'm more willing to slide the win totals up than I am down. Mm. But also uh, again, shout out to Cleve analytics, but he, he has a chart basically with alt win totals in his preview. Oh, okay. where it kind of, it kind of also gives you a distribution of like what actually hits. Yeah. So you avoid the really extreme stuff and basically not surprising. Like if you can get a team where the alt number is going to fall in into a nice, like eight and a half, nine and a half range, and maybe a little bit to 10 and a half. If you're that optimistic, you can really find value there. So for us, that that number is nine and a half. That feels like the sweet spot. It also feels like a nice way to play them. They could maybe miss the division. They could still win those. Yeah. What's ten, what's over nine and a half at? Plus two fifty. Okay. I, I pl- eight and a half is plus one fifty. And, and of okay. Course. So what do you like better here? Because make playoffs is plus two twenty five. Titans over nine and a half wins is plus two fifty. In the AFC. Yeah. Give me over nine and a half. Hmm. Ten win team can miss the playoffs. Okay. All right, I'm with you. I'll I'll take off make so, playoffs and I'll replace it with over nine and a half wins. I think so. Yeah. And then obviously I like the over seven and a half wins. I think division at plus three fifty. Yeah, um, we're I mean already invested. Already yeah. invested. Although honestly, like already invested. <laughs> At plus three fifty versus the over ten and a half. This is a better question, Ryan. What do you like better, Titans over ten and a half wins plus four hundred, or Titans win the division? Division. I think when you get to because they because they can yeah. win at ten and seven the division, right? I also just don't don't think that. Like I said, I think once you get to ten and a half, you're ten and a half on a plus three move. You're getting into the realm of you're probably better off playing the future because if they get to eleven. Are they really missing that that three fifty price? Oh, what is it? Four hundred. Four hundred. Oh, then. Because I think they could uh, they could be yeah. eleven and six and not win the division. No. Right? You think you think Jags could be really good, huh? I'm just saying that's I okay. I'm fading the Jags. I mean, obviously, I'm pretty high yeah. on them. You know what? I'm gonna do instead of that. Yeah, 
I'm going to play over nine and a half wins and over ten and a half wins. Oh, we're laddering. Yes, we're laddering That's Tennessee. The, this is because I I I like your division bet, Ryan, but I think the price maybe got away from me. So I'm going to Titans over seven and a half wins. Titans over ten and a half wins. Titans over nine and a half wins. Just ladder their wins. Obviously, wait, you got them going twelve and four. Do you ladder the eleven and a half? What's the eleven and a half? Um. Ooh, they even have a twelve and six fifty. No, because if they go twelve and five, they've won the division. Yeah, I'm not so seven and a half wins, nine and a half wins, ten and a half wins over on all of them. Titans to win the AFC at fifty five to one. If you do take a long shot conference bet, I think this is the fun one. Sean, can I brag? Sure. Got sixty six to one in my pocket. Wow. I think there was a late night where I might have messaged you. Hey, this number seems off. Like most places have 50, 55 to one. Okay. And then Tannehill sprinkle MVP. Cause I do think if they're, they no. do get to 12 and five, 13, four, uh, it's a hundred to one. That's just John. That's it's a, a pizza Sean bet. It's a I, pizza I will bet. say let's, let's talk Mike Vrabel coach of the year. We've already okay. given this out this off season. The price was 33 to one. When we gave it out, might've been 35 to one. It's now 30 to one. That seems worth betting because if they do these things that we're talking about, like if they win the division with a record of twelve and five, Mike Vrabel's the fucking coach of the year, right? Yeah, uh, I mean that. Well, and um, he's a popular guy. I feel like yeah, we voting, both voting we, awards. Yeah, and we both. I'm remembering. I I was looking back at the price we got him at. What, what was it? Thirty three or thirty five? Thirty three. And what okay. is it now? Thirty. Okay. So, so we'll that, say thirty, but whatever. Um, we, love it we, because again, our ten percent of CLV is for us, Sean. Usually, it's tough for like a veteran coach like Mike for able to do this, but they're they have a nice window here. They yeah. had such a down year; they were seven and ten. They get to eleven and six. If they get to twelve and five, that is hitting that mark of you need to improve from last year four or five games. And I think Vrabel will get a ton of credit if they if they go on this kind of nice run. What team do we call the Expendables? Uh, the Rams, because they're a bunch of old guys, kind of getting back for yeah. one more run. You could isn't you can make this a like a case. better version? Of yeah, the, it's a like, more talented, and there's more guys. Yeah, this is like guys who show up with actual military, and they on. even have you know like Navy the, Seals. They even have the rookie new guy, Chico Conquo, oh, you know, all right, the, Navy, the young stud. Navy Seals movie poster <laughs> with Titans faces. Oh yes, yes. Who yes. is? There's always the computer guy. Yeah, uh, maybe that's. Oh, that's Kyle Phillips, slot <laughs> <Okay>. guy. <laughs> the slot. How's the slot? And you know, I mean, Vrabel is just like the Mr. T type leader. Uh, they're, they're good. You want more props? Sure. I mean, I so my official Titans over seven and a half wins, ten and a half wins at plus four hundred. AFC fifty five to one. Uh, over nine and a half wins plus two fifty. Tannehill MVP one hundred to one. Uh, Titans over ten and a half w- wins as well. Uh, we talked about that. I'm gonna leave that one off. And then coach of the year, Mike Vrabel, thirty-three to one. Yeah, so I'm in on the coach of the year. I'm in on the division. I'm in on the over. Uh, the alt nine and a half over sounds like a good spot to get in. I'll I'll get on okay. that as well. Uh, I'll, I'll even though I have the sixty-six to one, I'll co-sign the long shot fifty-five to one Classy. current price. Well, I, I mean, I want to. Let's. Uh, I mean, I I work. I and know we're I, getting a, we're getting this all in the sheet. Sportsgamingpodcast.com/slash/patreon <laughs> if you want to. Uh, I listen. There's a lot of people that spend too much time in virtual reality, including mm. my daughter. And I just want to make sure everyone realizes I'm in reality. So 55 to one is just fine. I got more though. Okay. All right. So 
just and stay tuned. We still have not given out our most likely degen. That that's also accurate. Uh, so I, I I think oh did I close the tab here? Let me just pull it. Derrick Henry. I know you're not supposed to take overs on guys. Actually, let's have a, a grander conversation, Sean. Okay. You've gotten a lot of slack for this in the past, recently projecting injury. Yes. So let's bring up uh, Derrick Henry's uh, rush touchdown prop, for example. Okay. Derrick Henry's rush touchdown prop is at nine and a half rushing touchdowns. Okay. How does Derrick Henry not go over this prop? Ever since he's been the guy in 12 games, he rushed for 12 touchdowns In 15 games. He rushed for 16 touchdowns In 16 games. He rushed for 17 touchdowns in eight games. He rushed for 10 touchdowns Yeah, and in 16 games, he rushed for 13. Touchdowns. I think if he, so if you're betting this under and you're looking at me square in the eyes and say <laughs> that I'm not betting on an injury, I'm not projecting an injury. I'm not predicting an injury. Here. You're lying. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's all you can say because he played half a season and he went over this. Yeah. Give me the over. Dog. Dog. Uh, uh, he, he can play eight games again and score 10 touchdowns. This seems silly. This seems silly. Disrespectful. And I wanted to, I, I'm taking the over purely to show I don't predict injury. <laughs> Ryan, I, pre- I predict Ryan Kramer right. not. Is there any other and it to just to clarify, it's over nine and a half over rushing nine. touchdowns. Yeah. I, the rushing he did y- throw for one uh to Austin Hooper. <laughs> Help me cash an eighty to one. The rushing actually one twenty five. Rushing yards is thirteen hundred. I'm less likely to take that one. Yeah. But the, the touchdowns, it just when you go through his season year over year and you see that even in a year where he missed half the year because he got hurt, like you'd be projecting if you took the under, he still went over. Imagine the guy trying to get the refund. He didn't play the whole season. He didn't play 15 to 16 <laughs> games. Can I get a can I get a refund on this? Anything any other any other nope, props here? I'm good. You're you're fully loaded. Locked no, in. No, uh, cuz Okay. Yeah, we can be done. We did. A, I was just re- reviewing the bets. Let's talk. Let's give out our DGen. That's probably a good angle. Most likely DGen Ryan. Do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Yeah, mine's not. I mean, yours. Yours is pro- certainly without knowing it more fun. So let's get mine out of the way. When you're willing to bet your dick, <laughs> I, I know Mike Vrabel is, is a basic takes, only. but I've known guys that like to bet. And if you bet on one thing, you bet on everything. And if you're willing to bet your dick, like that's not a double dare. Mm, no, that's not a truth or dare. You got to run naked through the quad. (laughs) That's living life without a dick. He's saying I've used my dick enough. I've completed that. Ready to sacrifice it for the ring. I finished that video. And he game. won a he won a Super Bowl as a player. Like it's <laughs> he knows how awesome a Super Bowl is. Like it's that's why it's, he that's saying, why it's great. He's saying sex with my wife is less than a Super Bowl, <laughs> so take my dick. Oh. Marshawn Lynch once said, "Hold my dick." Mike Vrabel said, "Take my dick." Take my dick. Cut it off. All right. Um, for me. Uh, we're going to an offensive lineman, mm. rookie, just drafted Peter Skoronsky. Oh. First off, Skoronsky. <laughs> I mean, he boxes. sounds he sounds like a made guy. Sounds like a bookie. Sounds like someone who collects. Yeah, he drives man. around and collects. You, you could imagine your buddy. Shit, Skoronsky's been breathing <laughs> down my neck, trying to get me. The Skaransky accept Venmo payments. Uh, I'm deep in the hole with Skaransky. Plus, 
Now, he is coming from Northwestern, aka mm. where all those hazing allegations, that big story came. They asked him about uh, what happened and the hazing, and he said, quote, you know, I'll just say I had a great college experience. So Whoa. that means Whoa. at the very least, Peter Skaronsky knows how to keep a secret, and that's what you're looking for in a MLD. And a guy who probably doesn't play by all the rules. Well, I you know, great, great opportunity to play the uh, dick rubbing drop because it sounds <laughs> Sounds like he might like that uh, if if he had a great experience at the I car wash. I want a dick rubbed on me tonight. <laughs> well, unclear if he's the car, the washer. Again, he didn't go into details. He just said he had a great time. A guy named Skaronsky who well, we did hear the inside Iggy <laughs> that it was just fat guys doing fat guy stuff, doing weirdo <laughs> fat guy stuff. Which what is code for mean? All, offensive linemen do gross shit. You've yeah. heard them. I mean, you've I heard have them. not. I have not dug deep enough probably into the story, but. Um, Lawrence Taylor tells a great story of back, like you know, no one fucked with Lawrence Taylor, but the linemen, you know, the, the linemen were the only people he wouldn't fuck with. <laughs> and he tells this story about how one time he fucked with a lineman and there was shit involved. And so that that's linemen just do wacky stuff. Fat <laughs> guys do weirdo stuff. Uh, producer Josh tossed oh. in uh, Malik Willis as his uh, most likely oh. DGen. He's a, he's a fun candidate. Yeah, I guess he went to Liberty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tilt head tilt. <laughs> Look at the list of props you have. Sean. Yes, uh, youtubecom podcast. Uh, again, over seven and a half wins, over nine and a half wins. Division. <laughs> Although, actually, you know what? T- scrap the division. Oh wow! I, oh wow! Update the and give me over nine and a half wins. Let's, yes. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Give, <laughs> we. I want my cart full. Seven and a half, nine and a half, ten and a half wins. AFC Championship. Tannehill MVP. Vrabel thirty to one. That's a great. Great idea and, uh, for a Skaronsky, show. Sean. It's like uh, MLD. supermarket sweeps or whatever Ooh. we got it. We, but it's betting. You have like a, a limited amount of time. You can only put so spend, much in your cart <laughs> to spend your money. Right to Tannehill, one hundred to one. All right, Kramer. Anything else? We got more team previews on the way. Your G-men coming up next. That's yeah, going to be I'll, fun. I, 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 I even made a note. Reminder scheduling note. All right, here's what we got next week. Sunday night, we got the Giants. We got the Packers and Panthers on Monday. Bears and Broncos on Tuesday. Falcons and Sean. It, it says here we'll be talking about live football. Oh Hall my God! Hall the of Fame fall. game picks. Oh my God. I on, tweeted out, get in on the Hall of Fame game under because that thing is going to drop uh, next week once. Uh, yeah, once people once realize. The fish come back. Then the you waters. got Thursday. We got the Vikings and Steelers, and we uh, got a little action with Friday uh, Seahawks talk, and might maybe a bonus episode next week uh, talking a little college football. So stay Ooh, tuned. Yes. Oh yeah, I know the guests too. Got some b- uh, good guests coming up. Tons of great content. Again, support the war on corp against corporate gambling. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green, and he's Ryan. Tighten up, baby. Kramer, let it (laughs) ride. That was good. We barely talked about Will (laughs) Levis.